1: With 100 delicious healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N O O M.com. Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, editorial director, here with senior editor Mara Levinsky. Hi, everybody. So, Mara, a big milestone for Maurice Bernard. He is marking 25 years as GH's Sonny, which is just crazy to think about. Um, in the new issue, you did quite a deep dive into all of Sonny's storylines. Plus, you got his co-stars to offer their own tributes to Maurice on this very special occasion. Now, you and I have talked in the past about what big Sonny Brenda fans we were. So I particularly enjoyed that walk down memory lane. Um, but what stands out to you when you look back on Sonny Corinthos?
0: Well, I had been sort of a lapsed GH viewer in my first few years of college, but that all changed when Sonny and Brenda happened. And I, th- I think about watching General Hospital, I-, I I don't I mean, I must have scheduled my classes around GH. I think we had to reserve like the VCR and I was definitely doing that. Um, because I could not miss an episode. But I remember we watched all the people in my dorm who were General Hospital fans. We were so into that storyline. And there was one girl alone. Jack's fan. And I think we were such bullies to her that she eventually just started watching the show up in her room alone, which I'm not proud of, but that's how vehement we were in our fanship. You're mean, but I understand. (laughs) I know, totally.
1: Um, So, one of my favorite movies in the world is The Godfather. And I remember that it was so new in my soap viewing experience to have somebody who was Michael Corleone esque. And yet, you really rooted for him. You know, the women he worked with were so dynamic. I mean, Maurice is just one of those actors who has chemistry with everyone. And Sonny has really evolved so much. They incorporated his real-life bipolar disorder into his story, and we've seen Maurice play some really heavy emotional material through the years. Yet, I really always love it when we get to see a glimpse of Sonny, I don't know, being fun or smiling or being cute with those kids. I mean, when he's with Avery.
0: I I know. It's heart-melting. It's true. so cute. You know, my, my soft spot where Sonny is concerned is for those moments of real emotional vulnerability from the character, which reminds me of what first drew me to him back in the day when we learned that he'd been abused by his stepfather and when we saw him love and lose his protege uh, stone to AIDS. And that's what I appreciate so much about the Alzheimer's story this show is currently telling with Sonny and his father, Mike. But uh, on the subject of being fun and smiling, I have to say that what surprised me in getting to know Maurice a bit is how goofy he can be, which definitely comes out in his Snapchat stories, if you've ever checked those out. I have a friend who doesn't even watch... G-H, but follows him on Snapchat. Um, but I was once on the receiving end of a Maurice Bernard prank, as you may remember. I do remember, but please share. Well, I had been interviewing the makeup artist, Donna, who's a very close friend of his, for a, a piece that we were doing. And we kind of, like, gotten to the end of what we needed to discuss. And we were sort of about to say our goodbyes. And then I heard her, like, you know, sort of have a, you know, kind of conversation. And then she says, someone wants to talk to you, and puts this other individual on the line and they had a completely insane voice. Like, I didn't know what I didn't know if I was being pranked or not. I, I was trying to figure it out. And I'm trying to converse with the individual who's like, I do makeup. You want to talk to me about makeup? This, this, this. And I actually was, like, getting really uncomfortable. My heart rate was, I was, like, sweating. It was just, I just could not figure out what was going on. And then the last thing in the world I expected to hear was what I heard. And he just drops the act and he's like, no, I'm just kidding. It's Maurice Bernard.
1: <laughs> I was like, Maurice, you almost gave me a heart attack. You're like, who am I supposed to know in this interview that I have no idea yes, who you are right now? Exactly.
0: Who is this new individual in the, in the makeup room? But for the tribute that we did in the issue, I mean, it's always really fun when there's a milestone event and you get to talk to the people who have been colleagues of the person celebrating the milestone and hearing, you know, stories about their experiences with them. For this issue uh, and this tribute, uh, Finola Hughes, who plays Anna, said that working with Maurice had been like on her professional bucket list, but that she was actually really nervous before they worked together, uh, which proved to be unnecessary because she's described him as one of the most generous actors that uh, she had ever worked with. And Roger Howarth, who plays Franco, told me that in all of the years that he's been working in daytime, he has never seen someone transform himself into the character he plays better or more consistently than Maurice does. And uh, Dominic Zampronia, who played his son Dante on this show, said that he was always amazed by no matter how many times Maurice had had to play the same kind of scene over the years, he always approached it like it was brand new and just brought that truth to it.
1: What's amazing is that when you think about the fact that he has been front and center for 25 years, in theory, this is not a character we should be rooting for. But actually, you can't help it.
0: Well, some of the most popular characters in daytime history are The most ruthless ones, right? I mean, I don't think Sonny functions as a villain on the show by any means, but there are a slew of super popular characters who kind of straddle the line. Maybe they're ruthless in business, but romantic with the women they love, like an Adam Chandler on All My Children or Victor Newman on Young and the Restless.
1: I actually get such different mail from readers about Victor because some are totally supportive of him and then others are really upset by how much he gets away with and they just do not understand it. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you that anytime I meet someone who watches YNR, the first person they ask me about is Victor. So some people, you know, watch Soaps for the Escapism of it, and I would imagine that characters like Victor and Sonny, and also b bs Bill Spencer, whose portrayer Don Diamont we're talking to today you know, are so different than who the audience is in real life. I mean, people don't normally behave the way these characters behave. So there is that sort of element of it being fun to watch them because they do things that are so outrageous. And they serve, you know, such an important
0: storytelling function on these shows because particularly with Victor and Bill, I would say, you know, they stir the pot and what is a soap opera without a pot stir? It's
1: funny, here we are talking about men, um... I'm realizing, are there any female characters who we could describe in the same way? Or is this a male-only phenomenon in soaps?
0: You know, when you think about the long-running female characters on soaps who are as central to the show's lore as the men we've just been discussing here, they do tend to veer more toward the heroine archetype, like Days of Our Lives' is Marlena and One Life to Live's Vicky and Another World's Rachel, who started out as a bad girl but had evolved into that sort of pillar of the community matriarch by the time the show went off the air. Guiding like Riva, You know, she was a scrapper and a survivor, but never really a villainess.
1: I mean, maybe the best example would be Days of Our Lives is Sammy. You know, she came to town as a total pot stirrer, and she's done some very questionable things over the years, you know, including drugging Austin, shooting Mm -hmm. EJ in the head. You know, not to mention those garden variety paternity switcheroos. (laughs) But, you know, at one point, the show made her more heroin-like for a bit. And I think that they realized is that her strength is sort of being a villainous, and that's really what the audience wants to see.
0: Yeah, And there's nothing wrong with being a villainous. You know, there are a lot of bad girls out there in the daytime landscape. GH's Ava comes to mind for me that I enjoy in their natural bad girl state more than I do than when they're trying to like turn over a new leaf. Like it's it's a soap after all.
1: Well, our guest today, Don Diamant, has been a joy to watch as B&B baddie Bill. Let's get him on the line to talk about it. Hi, Don. Thank you for joining us. You're here with Stephanie and Mara, and we appreciate you being with us today. Yes.
2: What's up? Let's get at it.
1: Let's get at it. Well, we were just talking about how fans really can't help but root for the charismatic villain on a show. Now, on paper, we should really hate Bill, but we don't. (laughs) So what do you think are his redeeming qualities? Like, why is he so popular with the audience?
2: Well, my innate charm just obviously oozes. Well, yeah, duh. (laughs) Um, Well, you know he's a very conflicted person and you know, he oftentimes he really does try to do the right thing. And he also genuinely believes oftentimes that he really does know what's best. And he comes from that perspective. And, you know, you do have those occasions where you, you know, you really do see his heart and uh, you know, his love for his children. And I think also his sense of humor, really shines through and, and people have a lot of fun with that.
1: Yeah. You do get some great lines Mm -hmm. in the script.
2: I know. Well, you know, I am, I am just very fortunate in they also give me the freedom to say some of these things that pop into my (laughs) (laughs) my head. And sometimes they don't let me say what pops into my head. But, yeah, you know, uh, I I try to bring a lot of um, sort of my sarcastic sense of humor and some of the offbeat things that occur to me uh, to Bill. And I think it makes him uh, makes him pretty, uh, pretty fun.
0: To be bad with a wink is always like a nice uh, combination.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, I mean, you tell me that's the only question I should put to you. You tell me why you think you know, fans feel the way they do about
0: Bill. Well, I, I think I tend to agree with you. I he think can be
2: it, so naughty.
0: Yeah, he can st- certainly be naughty, but, you know, there is a charisma to him and I think, you know, a, sort of a sly humor there that really does just keep it super watchable.
1: And also, I feel like we know that, to your point, Bill loves his kids. I mean, everything is coming from a place of, you know, maybe he shouldn't be doing these things and maybe they're completely nuts sometimes, <laughs> but you kind of go along yeah, for the well, ride with you know, him. Yeah, he's
2: very master. Yeah, Bill's very kind of mafia in his mentality. You know, you can
1: never uh, go against it, the family. <laughs> you know, you
2: you can't you never go go against the family. And if somebody tried to do something to any one of his kids, even if he was in an incredible conflict, or if somebody somebody else tried to do something to his kids, oh, I mean, he'd take a bullet. He he he'd kill them. He'd take a bullet for his kids. But you know, if they contradict, <laughs> or if they don't go <laughs> the line. Well, then, you know, then he has the right to, to put him over his knee.
1: Take so. away their houses. <laughs> they, he gave a car. You take yeah. away the car. <laughs> you
2: know. You know, you got to show appreciation. That's right. You don't right. show appreciation to dad.
1: It is over for you in <laughs> Spencerville.
2: You know what else I also think? I really think that, that a really wonderful thing about about Bill, and I really, always really stress that, is Bill, Bill does not say that he's really anything different than he is. He owns it. That's true. This is who I am. He doesn't pretend to be something he's not. And I think there's some characters that do that. And he really doesn't, you know, this is it. These are the ABCs of me.
0: Right. Yeah, authenticity goes a long way.
2: Oh, oh absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So, Don, here's my most burning question for you.
2: Steph- oh, boy. As we know, S-
0: Steffi has... to be see
2: a doctor for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I-, I have an appointment later. Yeah, so Stephanie has recently decided against marrying Bill. What is your understanding? What do you make of this relentless pursuit of her that we have seen on the show for these past many months?
2: Uh, well, I think what he has alluded to, you know, they had a incredibly passionate, though it wasn't a consummated relationship, though what occurred not on camera, I, you know, i I think that probably goes without saying. But uh yeah, Bill and Steffi really had a quite an extraordinary connection. What was that eight years ago or so or I forget exactly the timeline uh on the show. And if if you if if anybody remembers, Steffi really was coming after Bill. Wasn't
1: there a bathtub or something?
2: Well, no, she didn't try. She was incredibly distraught, hit her head in the bathtub, woke up, Liam was there to rescue her. My personal take is that she then projected all of her feelings for Bill onto Liam and and that whole thing started. But prior to that, you know, Bill ended the relationship. Steffi wanted Bill to leave Katie. Bill had, as I said, just incredibly powerful feelings for Steffi and ultimately was going to leave her for Katie. And Katie had the heart attack and Bill just couldn't do it. And Steffi was devastated. So those feelings she had for her, for her and then she got involved with Liam and the feelings that, that Bill had for her. He, he's in, he's incredibly capable of compartmentalizing his feelings, and and he really suppressed those feelings and he locked them away and and uh, when they you know resurfaced and he opened himself to them they were extraordinarily powerful.
0: They'd been steeping and, um, for I, years.
2: Feelings feelings were very yeah and his feelings uh, for her were very genuine back in the day and and uh, maybe even even more powerful now because you know Steffi. Is a grown woman at this point, despite the age difference, she is in fact a grown woman, and um, there's there is an you know as, as we said there is kind of a, an undeniable thing uh, between them, uh, even though at this point she is, seems to be clear in, in what she wants and doesn't want.
1: Did it surprise you that there were still so many still fans out there, despite all the years that had passed since these two no, been together? The
2: opposite. Not at, no, it didn't surprise me at all. I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time from people. I, you know, they, people always comment on, on my uh, Instagram about that. So no, I, I wasn't surprised at all. And, and, uh, Jackie would tell me that all the all the time. It's like, oh my God, there are just so many still fans that are just, you know, dying for, for that to start up again. I think they're great myself. I mean, I really do. I think it's a great, I think it's a great, uh, very late I think there's a really nice chemistry there.
0: I agree. Uh, we had your two on-screen sons, Mr. Darren Brooks and Mr. Scott Clifton, on the podcast a while back. Uh, and wow.
2: Could anyone stay awake? <laughs> Burn. How many times did they say, how many dudes did you hear? <laughs> how many dudes?
1: It became I want a you drinking to go game. back
2: and replay it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is hilarious. All right. So clearly there's no fondness. That you feel for either one of them, uh, but tell tell us about your relationship with with both of those actors.
2: Ugh, I hate them personally and professionally. <laughs> they uh, got enough. Okay, yeah, no, you know what? I am just I've said this many times. I am really uh, so blessed. Uh, Scott and Darren are just great people. They are such wonderfully talented actors great senses of humor if you're going to work with me that's kind of a kind of a requirement and um they're just outstanding i, I love them to death i am i am incredibly blessed
1: now do you think bill has a favorite son uh, uh,
2: on at, it on every on any given day <laughs> uh, that, that <laughs> uh, i think liam was initially kind of bill's favorite son but you know, circumstances arose, and then Wyatt was Bill's favorite son, and uh, you know, Will could be Bill's favorite son, but he's, <laughs> you know, he ain't all quite growed yet, yeah. so, uh, so time we, will tell. We got to got to got reserve judgment on that. But yeah, that's sort of, uh, you know, that's uh, that is uh, uh, there's an ebb and flow. So we got uh, on the on the favorite on the favorite son.
1: Well, one could say that Bill's best relationship is actually with Justin. So, how do you describe? I, I say it all the
2: time. I say Dustin's Bill's wife. Agreed. <laughs> I say it all the time. <laughs> Justin is really Bill's wife.
1: Um, the line where I was, you told I mean, him. You
2: just took the word, I was just joking about that today. That's yes, so today funny. I was joking about
1: that. Because when you told him to go shave his head, I mean, that was or like, don't you have don't you have to go shave your head? I mean, that was hilarious.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. Yes, that's one of those that, like I said, they kind of let me say say things that come to mind, and that one came to mind, so well, that was fun.
0: Well, ad lib, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and he's
2: great too. Again, and he too. In fact, I just I put that on my Instagram. He's always always ready to to jump in the sandbox with me, and and he is. He's uh, got a great sense of humor, and and uh, you know he he goes with a lot of the things I come up with, and he's he's cool. He's he's very spontaneous. He's great.
0: I have to tell you that I'm just thinking ahead a couple years in the future to the first Bill-Will, lady-to-be-named-later,
1: love triangle.
2: Oh, my God.
1: Will could wow. be a teenager, you I know, even... in a few months <laughs> for all you know.
2: Wow, I hadn't even gone there. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. It happened. Yeah, I think Bill Steffi are like a really nice John Derrick, Bo Derek kind of relationship for the Bill's. Bill Steffi. I sort of see that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm a still but, fan. I could totally see them together. But I was also a Brill fan. I mean, Don, I think you just have chemistry with all the ladies. All your all your romances work you know, she's just shipping
0: you and, left
2: and, and right. And you're really right about that. Um, <laughs> uh, I love, I love. No, I mean you are. I love. You know, I, I was again just so blessed to uh, uh, to be working with with Heather, and I think the the, the Bill Katie relationship was was different and special and Bill's first love and opened him up in a way he never had before and and bill bringing uh, bringing Katie out of her shell. You know, it's very special. He will always love Katie and you know Bill's kind of about ownership. I think he also kind of feels a certain ownership of, of Katie. but um, yeah, he will always always love her and then you know Brooke is is um, you know was really just kind of more encouraged bill to be bill and was kind of more accepting, although not as of late. That's no. gotta be like quick as marriage. Yeah. That was, that was a hard one for me to swallow because it took us so long for that marriage to happen. And then it did. And at the first sign of trouble, when she knows full well who she married and what he's capable of that, you know, poof, she was gone. So, you know, maybe that'll be revisited.
1: I think that's something unique to B and B in that, they really just move characters on into new relationships mm-hmm. quickly and on screen it really does work. But if you sit back and you really analyze the emotion of it, it should not at all. Right. And if you think about the causes of some of these breakups after all the obstacles, it does,
0: you know, yes, on paper, it's a uh, hard to swallow sometimes.
2: Yeah. I, well, yeah, I, I get that. But as you said it, you know, it, it does work on screen mm-hmm. and, uh, you know as uh, kind of getting back to what you said before i, I really uh, again just so blessed kelly's a great person and such such talented actress heather of course uh just <laughs> just a uh wonderful person dynamic actress and 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 senses of humor all the way all is through line so um uh it's just it's really fun i mean we do very compelling work but we have some fun doing it too which is Important when you're yelling and crying and you know screaming and uh, having to do that all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, Don, it was coming up on ten years ago that you exited YNR as as Brad after a long and illustrious run in Genoa City, and to think about the tremendous success that you've had as Bill, did you ever imagine that what was arguably your signature daytime role still lay ahead of you at that time?
2: I could. I wouldn't even say arguably. Well, there's no question. It it absolutely is my signature uh, daytime role, and I. I, How could how could I possibly? (laughs) How could I? How could how could you possibly? uh, You know, uh, it it, it was absolutely such an incredible blessing uh, in disguise. You know, Bill is absolutely as I, I. You know, the only thing better than playing Bill, it would be playing Bill on cable. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> bill after dark
2: i mean you know oh yeah if i could straight up just say the things i say in rehearsal or just let that just let them rip and that oh my god that that the only only thing better beyond that he is he is my absolute dream character he is a combination of the actors that i really enjoyed as a kid when i was growing up of burt reynolds al pacino james Kahn. You know, those guys, and when you think of Bill and Bill's intensity, Bill's then compassion, Bill's humor, Bill's, you know, all of those things, the, the, uh, the bit of a wink, you know, the almost, almost, you know, might want to break the fourth wall at times and just give a little wink. He, it, it, it'll, he allows me to bring all of those elements that I enjoy so much in various actors when I was, uh, when I was a kid. So mm-hmm. it, you're, I couldn't possibly, possibly in a million years have, uh, have known that that would be waiting you know, around the corner for me. Thank, thank, thank God for Brad Bell. That's mm-hmm. all I can tell you.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Well, let's go back to your first soap role, which was days of our lives is Carlo. What do you remember about that? And- <laughs> i not,
2: well, I mean, I remember, you know, I'm just a green, uh, such a green actor at that time, a kid, and you know, I I remember that he was, you know, he was this supposed to be the South American revolutionary, and even at that time, I said, well, I you know, I'd like to play him with an accent because he's a no, no, no accent. I have him educated in uh, whatever the you know justification was, and. I really thought that was a mistake and I, I guess I should have known that that did not, you know, portended, you know, mm-hmm. did not portend great things moving forward. But I, I learned as, you know, having, you know, said all that, and I i kind of wrote it about it in great detail in, in the book, but even with its challenges and, and its uh, and, uh, the difficulties, um, that I had there, it was a, a tremendous growing experience. And of course, you know, met Gloria doing that show. So, um, it was ultimately a really good, uh, good experience for me. It was only nine months. So.
0: But it put you on the map.
2: Uh, well, it did put me on the map. And as I said, it really, it really kind of kind of said, wow, you know, you're, you, there's, uh, an element of professionalism that, uh, you know, that is lacking. And I, I took things much more seriously after that experience or even during that experience. It was, uh, you know, a bit of a wake up call.
1: Well, you mentioned your book, so let's talk about that. It's My Seven Sons and How We Raised Each Other. Now, you've certainly had some highs and lows Uh, in your life. They only drive
2: me crazy 30% of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Subtitle.
1: Yes, of course. Sorry. Um, So you've certainly had some highs and lows in your life, um, and it must have been a very emotional experience writing Mm -hmm. it. Was it, and was there ever a time you thought about just stopping?
2: Kind of. Well, uh, sort of. I mean, it was, it, it, the, the sort of part is about stopping, but it was, it's absolutely the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Hardest thing, not even, nothing even close, uh, because of exactly what you said. You, you, you go into the minutiae, the detail, the, the emotional, uh, detail of, of, um, those challenges and those losses. And it's not like, woo, I'm going to write today. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it, you know it's the opposite. It put me in a bad mood. I would you know did not want to sit down oftentimes and and get at that stuff. Other other elements. book it was a blast, and I really enjoyed getting into it and and uh, and and writing. But um, yeah, those those it was, it, those things were hard. It was emotionally hard. It was taxing. Like Cindy would uh, would know when like when I was writing. <laughs> <Just 'cause laughs> it would put, I mean it would just put me in a bad mood. Yeah, it really would. It would put me in a bad mood.
0: So, how has the experience been for you since its release?
2: Oh well, uh, no different. I mean, it was really fun doing you know promoting the book and going out and doing a lot of that. I'm doing uh, a a uh, a speaking engagement uh, in September. I don't have the details of that right now, off the top of my head, but that's a really nice thing to come as a result of the book. Um, what 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 kind of speaking engagement? I'm what are you going to do? Well, it's a woman. It's it's a uh, it's a uh, um, it's a woman show, and I, I guess it's a trade show, and uh, and I'm, I'm going to be on stage just taking questions, and I guess it's you know obviously we'll, we'll talk about uh, uh, you know bold and beautiful, but uh, a lot of it is sort of about parenting, so uh, I'm raising boys. So I'm looking forward to that. That's a really nice offshoot of having uh, put the effort into getting this book done.
0: Well, you know, when we had your co-star Torsten K on the podcast, he was in the process of reading your book and gave oh, it a ringing endorsement. Oh, my god.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he could <can> read? <laughs> Somebody must have read it to him. He has to read it to
0: It him. was a book on tape. <laughs>
2: No, I didn't. I never. I didn't. I was in Rome. I was in Rome. But I never was able to get to to get that done, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, the book on tape. So yeah, somebody actually must have, you know, sat him down it's and prob- read it.
1: Probably him. Scott and Darren. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe
1: they had a reading circle. Uh, so,
2: well, sorry, Torsten? Torsten gave it a ringing endorsement. Yeah, he did.
1: He did very seriously Atta too. Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually
2: what, said that he read it.
1: Yes, yes, he was reading. It. He told wow. everyone to go out and get it.
2: Oh boy! All right. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give him a big kiss tomorrow. <laughs> I do love Torsten. We have very similar senses of humor, and he's—I think he's—you know—has been a great addition to the show. Obviously, you know, it's a very different uh, different ridge, but uh, none, nonetheless, he's certainly made it his own. And. He's a wonderful actor and really great sense of humor and a good dude and uh, very happy to have him have him aboard.
0: Hey, you just notched your first dude.
2: <laughs> I did. Now there is they will slip out. I don't forget. I am in a house. I'm in a house of boys That's and many true. teenage boys. True. So, so they do creep in. I do hear dude a lot. And, um, at work I and at home. Texted, dude. I get I get texted dude. Dude. <laughs> I'm like you text dude Really You text
1: me dude <laughs> Well uh, Bill and Ridge Do have a great rivalry Are those scenes fun for you and Torsten to play
2: Yeah absolutely Absolutely Again you know Torsten's a terrific actor So when we get down to doing what we have to do it's you know it's, I think it's pretty powerful stuff uh, But But we have a lot of fun On the way there too <laughs> So it's good
1: um, now, you mentioned Rome, so you recently participated in Dancing with the Stars in Italy. So, first things first, how would you rate your skills?
2: Oh, I'm, I'm a dancing machine, girl.
1: <laughs>
2: dude. Uh, well, That's awesome. Well, d- oh, dude. <laughs> well, I'm a pretty good dancer. But before my first dance, I tore my upper thigh. Before my second dance, my back out. Oh, <laughs> doing some lifts so in fact i did my second dance wearing a back brace wow and my first dance was was a bit compromised because i it it limited my my uh kind of my range of motion because of my thigh having said all of that it was a really so it was so fun it was such a great experience living in rome for four months although i obviously did have to travel back and forth quite a bit but nonetheless, living somewhere is just much different than vacationing. You get your people and your places and your things that you do and your routine. And all the dancers were wonderful. The producers, outstanding. My other castmates and my partner, Hana Cartoon, was just the best. She was terrific. She's truly world-class, a world champion. And um, a really, you know, I've, I just continue to be very, very lucky in that people I have to work with professionally also have really good senses of humor and really, you know, terrific people. And, and she, she fits right in there. So it was fun and a lot of work, but fun.
1: Yeah. I imagine going back and forth was pretty taxing.
2: Yeah. It was a lot of work. The, the, the dancing itself is, just, you know, it's it's no joke. And, uh, and then I was the only one who had the kind of that kind of schedule and, and her, you know, fly back and forth repeatedly. So, mm-hmm.
1: Well, B and B is huge abroad. Did you encounter fans as you were walking the streets of Rome?
2: Oh no, it's crazy. I mean, you can't. You know, I, I couldn't go ten feet without you know it, it would just be insane at times, and and uh, a tremendous amount of, of of recognition, sort of like it was really back in the day, you know, in the states. Mm-hmm. And what was really fascinating about it is that I could not believe the amount of teenagers that watch the show. I mean, they, all generations there, everybody watches the show, and I mean, hordes of teenagers would surround me on the street. If somebody realized I was walking down the street, I mean, they would absolutely lose their minds. And Dollar Bill is such a character that, of course, Italians in particular are going to love because he's a very, kind of larger than life, very passionate, intense, uh, you know, character. So they, uh, you know, they they love... uh, Mr. Dollar, Mr. Dollar. (laughs) Some people call him Mr. Dollar. So it was fun. It was was an outstanding experience. I'm really glad that opportunity arose.
1: Now, you recently ad-libbed on screen as an homage to your late friend Muhammad Ali. Tell us about doing that.
2: Uh, (laughs) um, Well, there was just a speech where I think we're, we're... I was talking with Justin about, you know, I guess Liam had gone back to Katie. I mean, I'd gone back Katie. Liam had gone back to, to Hope. Uh, slept. <laughs> uh, uh Oh, oh yeah. Uh, and uh, and it was kind of all playing out the way Bill had said. So, you know, and Justin kept, you know, along the way, Justin just wasn't buying it. So now, sure enough, it was coming to fruition. And, and Bill was just, I saw the picture. I knew it was going to happen. You got him and, and literally, it was just in, as we were rehearsing it, it just occurred to me. It just kind of happened. I knew it. I told you, I saw the big picture. I knew it. How could you doubt me? I am of <laughs> a great, you know how great I am. I, and it just, it just became that. And, uh, and they let me run with it. So, um, it, I was, uh, it was very special for me to be able to do that as, as a little tribute to him. And in fact, I sent the piece to, to Talani, to, to Muhammad's widow. And, uh, and and she was just really moved. Really moved by That's it. That's awesome. So it was very special.
0: Yeah, well, this begs the question, Don. Do you do any other celebrity impressions that we might see manifest themselves in Bill Spencer soon?
2: Wow, do I I you know, I, I I don't think I do really celebrity no, not really. I don't. I don't Could you work on a torso gotcha. K
0: for the next podcast?
2: Wow. <laughs> was that? that was perfect, wow. right? That was wow,
0: nailed it on the first try.
2: That was spot on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um Scott I know Scott does impressions. Did he do any for you? We
0: didn't
1: no, think we, to ask. Next shame, time. Time. shame on us.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Scott does some, and I think Darren maybe too. He does some. So,
1: you, you got talented boys all over.
2: <laughs> I do. They are talented boys. They are.
1: Um, would you like to see Bill have a daughter?
2: Well, maybe he does.
1: Right, <laughs> Kelly could be his. Let's let's all be let's all be clear here. <laughs> Kelly could be his.
2: <laughs> Kelly could be his. God, that would be great. I think that would be amazing. It would be. a That would be a total amazing. Total
1: fun twist to this. And I feel like a lot of fans are really yeah. hoping for that or just, you know, assuming that that right. actually yeah, is get the that case. All the
2: time. Yeah, a lot of fans really think it is. That's going to come out. That it is. God. Yeah. You know what? Again, it would just be for Bill to be who Bill is and, and. And have been such a misog- you know, introduced as such a misogynist who has evolved, but is still, you know, easily kind of pulled back into original Bill. <laughs> um, that to have a dog, to have a daughter with Bill's sensibilities, that would be very, uh, that'd be very interesting.
1: Well, time will tell.
2: Time will tell, indeed.
1: Well, Don, thank Indeed. you so much for joining us today. We love talking to you. Yeah, this was so much fun.
2: It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, let's do it again soon and have a good day.
2: Anytime. All right.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Don.
2: Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Don for being our guest. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast.